morning and welcome to the Diary of a Middle-Aged Man podcast number two. Um, I'm a little bit of a, I'm a, well, a little bit, I am a day late uh, putting this out. Really, really busy week, um, which I will talk about as well, which gave me some um, some some extra insights as well. Some of them might be uh, quite unpopular <laughs> in certain members of society and probably going to get me in trouble, but hey, here we go anyway. Um, so yeah, so last week I recorded the podcast on a Sunday. Um, later on that Sunday, I was going out to the um, local Battle of Britain parade to meet up with um, some of my old mates from the from the RAF, and we uh, we we did a march through Stafford behind the uh, you know the, the current sort of incumbents of our old roles really, and um, yeah, to commemorate the Battle of Britain and also to celebrate the freedom of Stafford Parade. Um, so it was good to meet up with those guys, um, and then through the week. It's been a really, really busy week in work as well. So I um, was in work first part of the week. Um, I had a meeting on Thursday, which took me late into the night. Um, you know, and sort of things sort of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday that really um, affected my training schedule for this week and physical training schedule, which I will talk about. Um, so I still got it done, but I didn't didn't get what I wanted to do done. But I still got the still got the results, and again, I'll talk about that. Um, and then Friday, I was travelling down to the Brecon Beacons to take a group um, on a charity march across the Brecon Beacons, covering the, uh, the the fan dance route, which was a really, really great day. And one of my favourite things is to take people out into the hills and to get them doing things and challenges that they never thought they could do. And there was people who started that who, within the first 10 minutes, um, I'd wondered what they'd signed up for. But they completed it and they did an absolutely amazing job. And that is the thing that makes me smile, really, is is just being able to get out and do that. Because I remember that feeling. Uh, it was, when was it, 2016? So how many years? That's seven years ago. That's seven years ago. Um, yes, yeah, so seven years ago was you know, when my fitness was taken right back down to rock bottom. Uh, I've talked about it on my other podcast, but I... Um, I think through a variety of different things, mainly sort of lifestyle choices, I ended up in hospital with um, 20 odd blood clots in my heart and lungs, pulmonary embolisms, and uh, yet my fitness was taken back down to zero and I was told I'd never do anything again. I remember coming out of hospital with that news, buying a PlayStation because the, or a Nintendo, it was one of those things. Um, because the doctor had told me I needed to find a new normal, um, and I probably wasn't going to be able to do these things because of because of scarring in my in my lungs. Um, sitting on there for half an hour playing this mind-numbing game that you know I think over time I probably would have got sucked into. Just thinking this is my life. There's just absolutely no way that 
I can spend the rest of my life doing this and not be outdoors doing something. And, you know, as quickly as it was bought off eBay, it was put back on eBay and it was sold and it was gone. And, uh, and my fitness started to build up from there just by walking up the stairs, getting out, walking a mile. Remember, I can still remember the, um, the very first day when I went out and I ran a solid mile. And to this day, of all the events I've done, of all the distances that, that I've run and I've walked and I've hiked and I've tapped, that one mile run is probably the best run that I have ever done in my life. It was just an amazing, um, yeah, it was just amazing to get out there and actually do that. And uh, it's a it's a run I will never forget. Like I say, this this week my, my training schedule was, was quite heavy um, because um, this Saturday... Uh, coming up, I have the uh, I've, got, I've got a big race up in Catterick, the Paris Ten, which is ten miles over the the um, Parachute Regiment's course and Catterick Garrison, um, carrying thirty five pound on my back. Um, so yeah, so this week was a build week that my uh, my coach, my trainer, had given me, which was to to build up that sort of uh, the speed and tolerance of carrying that weight again um, through this week. And then to, uh, to to lay off it this this next week, and I'll just start to taper. So, I think Monday was a was about a seven mile run with twenty pounds or something like that. And then Tuesday was similar. Then there was a rest day, which I took as a rest day on Wednesday, which was uh, just you know for rest day for me, it's just to run one mile. Um, but then say with meetings and things Thursday and travelling on Friday they both turned into semi sort of rest days as well so they were both one mile runs on those days but I got out got them done the run streak is alive and well um, and then on Saturday I was uh, uh, on the, the the charity march with these guys which was um, it wasn't fast you know um, you know it was it was slow it was out there all day but I was carrying a weight and it was seven hours on my feet so that that's good training as far as I'm concerned, seven hours out there on your feet uh, doing that and then yesterday uh, on Sunday was the Stafford 10k which again put weight on my back, went out, I had a, um, a weighted run planned for the Sunday anyway on my training plan so I thought lots of it, well, just get out there, you may as well get a medal for it and, and join it with a, a group of other people so I went out there and tabbed the Stafford 10k, so um, yeah so that's my week gone this week uh, i'm on holiday in wales which is great um we're going to be leaving later on today uh, to head off into the uh, in, into north wales and um spend a week of sort of relaxation there and, and that will fit in really well with my training plan i'm a taper down for the paris 10 on saturday let's get to the diary so first entry in my diary this week and it was a, a realization from how can i put this i don't know it was just a, a realization from from how and why I've uh, I've done things in the past, and I realised that in the past, having to do or, or doing the things I do, doing the events I do, even doing the jobs I do, doing the things I do on a daily daily basis, I've always been trying to prove something to someone, prove that I'm a good man, prove that um, I am physically active and fit, prove I'm not over the hill, and trying to prove that to somebody else as well. And the way that I know I would have proved that to somebody is that they would come back and go, oh, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so I'd have that where people go, yeah, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of, of what you've done. And, and, and that would give me that um, validation, really, that I'd proved um, that I was physically fit or that I was more able than somebody else or um, or that I was a good man. Uh, and that really, really took a knock about two years ago when I made this massive change in my life when 
um, you know, I got divorced and I moved house, um, and I think the whole sort of circumstances around that it made me think that I wasn't a good man anymore. But I didn't want to have to prove that I was to anybody, so I was a little bit lost, and that was my identity had been had been fundamentally challenged there. And it's taken me a long time to uh, come to terms with that and realise that the only person that I should be proving this to is myself. And the way that I prove that to myself is just through my actions and just through what I do every day. Yeah, so uh, I think, like I say, over the, over the past two years, coming into that sort of realisation and, and working out how I do that, and I've always, well, not always, but I think... In recent years, in the circles that have mixed in, um, um, you know, with, with my male friends and within the the sports and endurance world, I've come to that realization that you know, comparison is definitely the thief of joy. And when you you're trying to compare yourself to what other people do, um, then um, you're constantly going to be unhappy. Um, so I've always, you know, I've even got into that mindset of like comparing myself today to, to who I was yesterday and that is um, I think it's a meme and and, and an attitude that you, you see around on the social media but I often think now that probably that's not helpful as well either because you are again looking into the past and I found that looking into the past and even looking into the future too deeply and, and making those plans and making those comparisons with the past probably isn't entirely helpful yet you you want to be one percent better um, and I, I do try that every day. I think specifically with with my fitness, I try to be one percent better. And you know, there's that training formula that you have within training that you don't increase your distance or your your effort more than sort of ten percent week on week, um, which sort of fits in with that one percent, if you like, on a daily basis. <laughs> um, very close to that. Yeah, I think any sort of comparison is is damaging. Um, and again, it comes back to what I said in the last podcast as well. And it all, everything I'm doing these days and everything I'm working towards always comes back to that living in the present. Um, and just, you know, just thinking about what you're actually doing at this present moment in time in this three meter square that you stand in in this planet and what impact that that has on the planet, on other people and on yourself and that seems to me to be a healthier way of um of living and i've got friends on facebook uh, friends acquaintances people i know or people i've known from the past um and i like to keep in touch with them because um you know the 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 funny the the good people but i've got one or two who post the same things over and over again. The latest one now is of the cashless society. So they're constantly, constantly posted about the damage of the cashless society and stop at the cash machine every time you pass one and get 20 quid out and um, how you're not going to be able to give pocket money to your grandkids. And, you know, I think what they don't realise is that the whole... The whole idea of cash, anyway, was a was a construct, and you know the paper money is actually worth nothing. It's a, just a promissory note, and you know, hundreds of years ago we were trading in sheep and chickens, and then we, you know, some bright spark thought, oh, we'll just sort of pass these pieces of metal and piece of paper between each other, 
and that evolved into that and now we're evolving into to plastic and we're evolving into you know almost your money being completely virtual it's just it's just devolution and it doesn't really matter and these people will post and post and post about stuff like that they will post about um how bad the government is um and how great it would be if we had a different government um and it really doesn't matter you know if you I'm old enough now to remember all the different parties, all the major parties being in power within this country. And there, there's never been a time of great um, of, of great prosperity or great social justice either under any of those parties. I, I'm not even going to mention the names of those parties because I don't think that they warrant the um, the importance of, of mentioning names because pretty much, you know, you, you've got a government that's going to be in power for a few years a group of people who are going to make decisions over a few years and they're going to be the same decisions. Whatever happens, going to be the same decisions and going to be the same decisions that fit in with the social climate of that time. Um, they'll be in power for one or two terms, three terms, four terms, whatever. People will get fed up with them. They'll think it'll be great <clears throat> with the emperor's new clothes and somebody else will come in and it's going to be exactly the same. So it doesn't really matter and what people aren't doing when they put this complete and utter responsibility upon their welfare and the welfare of others, upon these faceless um, organisations such as governments um, and, and, and you know political parties, is the failing to take ownership. And when they fail to take ownership, they post all over Facebook about things like cashless societies. They, they post all over about food banks and governments and blah 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 and, and all that and when you're posting about that when you're moaning about that it gives you that out to take any sort of ownership or any sort of responsibility for your own welfare your own health your own fitness um, and the welfare health and fitness of, of those people around you and you you me we are the only people who can alter that so yeah so it's a, a bit of an, an apolitical rant there but it really is about having nothing to prove nothing to prove about what you've done in the past not to prove what you've done in the future what you're going to do in the future it's just being really really present making no decisions and making those uh, choices to take ownership of what is going on around you and take that complete and utter extreme ownership of everything from what you say to others um, what job you choose to do, um, how you choose to look after your health, what you choose to stick in your mouth, um, food-wise, <laughs> um, and and just just taking that complete ownership of that. I'm not going to rant on any more <laughs> along any sort of apolitical lines. Um, so the next one was was um, next entry that I put in my diary was happiness is a direction. So this aims at the thoughts that we all have of I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I get that job. I'll be happy when I get that bonus. I'll be happy when I get that big house. I'll be happy when I get that nice car. Um, and the big, the big elephant in the room as regards the I'll be happy when is you never will. Um, because you know it's 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 a 
trying to think of the actual phrase. I think it's hedonistic adaptation. Um, so you know, when you when you get that thing, you're just going to want something else. So happiness isn't a I'll be happy when. It's the direction that you choose to go in. And my direction is you know personal growth. It's um, it's helping others grow around me because I feel that I'm in a a pretty good place in my life. I'm heading in a in a pretty good direction. I've changed my attitude on a lot of things as regards um, old age because I'm nearly there <laughs> in the in the in the you know the, the sort of well known sense of the word. I'm I'm 50 years of age, so Pete, you know, I see the guys who were sort of 20 looking at me in work and probably thinking, "But yeah, that old guy's doing all right." Um, you know, and again, it comes down to that sort of state of mind of ownership, which everything I believe comes back to. Um, but yeah, happiness is a direction. So, so what are you aiming towards? What are you looking to achieve? What are you looking to do? What are you trapped in the past? And this is probably where things are going to get, a, a, you know, probably a little bit unpopular. And I, I might upset some people, but when I was at the um, the parade last week with the guys I was in the forces with, I was sat there in the middle of them in a pub. Uh, drinking my lime and soda uh, after the parade and looking round and as I looked round I saw you know I saw within these guys a lot of them the same age as me a lot of very tired um unhealthy old men um and it was hard for me to relate to them in the fact that we're the same age and we, we did the same thing. So I remember these guys, you know, running around and yeah, they were they were big drinkers. So was I uh, back in those days. But I remember running around and sort of really, really fit guys. I now feel that I'm probably at least as fit and healthy as I was back then, if not probably fitter. Um, and I just see these guys and I'm like, you know, come on lads, what are you doing? And it... It's it's quite upsetting, really, to sort of see that these guys again coming back to this this ownership piece. Um, the, the conversation there was all about how great things were in the past, um, how the air force now is is rubbish because it's not the way we were, <laughs> and, um, and I'm just in the end, I just sort of slipped away because I thought I, I've. You know, I'll I'll see these guys now and again. Um, you know, I've been involved in the the, the uh, you know the the or the, the association, the organisation um, that, that that I these guys and, and I'm belong to as a veteran. And in the past, I've tried to put things out there to meet up um, and do healthy activities and, and get out there and do these things. And that's not something that you tend to find with any any sort of veterans organisations really. There are very few out there that now are looking at military veterans as regards sort of regimental associations and trying to get the guys out there to do to do um, things that will help their health and fitness. Very, very few indeed. And, you know, if I look at the association that, that I'm involved in, if there's a meet-up and, you know, it might be dressed up as a commemorative tour of here or there, but basically what it is is a chance to get together and drink lots and lots of beer. Um, and and that's all it is, and that's um, you know that that's these guys trying to create that part of the good old days that they had where they all sort of met up and 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 and, and got pissed basically, and 
you know, for me, that, that is something that, that is in the past. And And, the, and the, the, the problem you have is that you've got now these sort of armies of military veterans out there who, who are unhealthy and are promoting their own unhealthiness, if you like. Um, and, you know, there are groups out there which, which aren't these regimental associations, which aren't these um, veterans associations, you know, and I'm a member of one of them on, on Facebook, which started out really as sort of a gang of military veterans getting together and doing endurance sports. You know, there's now a lot of um, people who've never even been in the military joining that because they like that culture, and and you know, there's a lot of of fit, healthy, positive guys on there. There's a lot of guys who you know maybe suffer with the mental health as well, but they've got this support network now of people in a positive frame of mind who want to be better. Um, and one of the one of the biggest problems that that you know, you see with military veterans, and and I'm all for supporting military veterans. I'm all for getting them out there and 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 trying to make life better. But there's a great sense of entitlement with with military veterans when they come out. That I've been here, I've done that, I've seen this, so I deserve X, if you like. And and you know, none of us. Um, doesn't matter what job you do, whether you are a fireman, policeman, nurse, um, in the armed forces. There's no <clears throat> there's no entitlement you you don't deserve anything from that you know it's a job that you choose to do you probably get a great deal of pleasure out of it and if you don't get a great deal of pleasure out of it again that's something you need to take ownership of um i've been in jobs where you know i've 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 joined that job for one reason um, and then suddenly fall into another and you know you either go down that role then of of building that job around your idea of what you want it to be um which is really really possible um, as long as you get that plan together, you know, I, I was taken on to do such and such and now I'm, I'm just doing the day-to-day -day donkey work. Well, you, you can sort that out. You can put a plan together. You can think strategically along those lines. Um, but yeah, you, again, there's no entitlement to, to, to anything really. I think, you know, I think we're very lucky as military veterans in that, you know, we, we do get like discounted travel and, and discounts here and there. Um, and that's great. But Nobody should be coming out of the armed forces thinking that they deserve any sort of special treatment, <clears throat> because um, because because nobody does. <laughs> you just don't. And again, I think you know it, it's all going to come down to ownership on this podcast, I believe, because um, because everything that I'm saying is just coming back to that ownership piece, and um, because because the next entry that I put in my diary this week entry three was own your own world. Um, and everything I've said sort of feeds into that so far. That you need to take ownership of what you do and what you're saying, um, and you know, and what your direction is, because that direction is whatever direction you choose is your happiness. There is no such thing as being happy, um, but there is I, I don't believe, but there is that pursuit of happiness, and then in that pursuit of happiness you get happiness um if you follow in the right path. So you're never going to get to that end point of I will be happy when. <clears throat> yeah, so the, the next point, um, the next entry in the diary was uh, building your change from within. Um, and again, any 
change that you want to make in your life or any direction you want to follow it's got to be an intrinsic change it's got to, it's got to come from within you can't let others drive your direction because when others are driving your direction whether that be in work or whether that be um whether that be in your personal life and, and i've learned this uh, through through my many relationships is that when you are having your direction driven by somebody else and um, within that relationship you can tick along for a certain amount of time you can go along and you can go with it, but there's going to come a period where you've got that gross feeling of dissatisfaction because you've got these hopes, you've got these dreams that, that you wanted to achieve. And for me, um, so it's not something I'm going to talk about too in depth because it's still not like happened, but for a long time, I had a dream about something that, that I wanted to do um, and I tried to do it a couple of times. And um, I'd been turned down. That no, no, you can't do that for for various different reasons that I won't go into. Um, but again, you know, at the age of fifty, um, I thought, right, I'm going to give this another go. And I've gone through a process, um, and it's looking very, very positive now that that this dream is 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 going to is going to reap rewards, and I'm going to see the reality of it. Now, when I achieve that, um, and when I'm doing that thing that I want to do um it might it, it might not be you know it's certainly not going to be the thing that is going to make me happy when I just just get in that um but doing that having that direction um is going to create happiness for me it's going to it's going to create a lot of a lot of um physical mental stress I think as well <laughs> um because it's it, it's something that that is a, a difficult thing but I'm really, really looking forward to it. And that dream now is becoming a reality. Um, and I've got a couple of more stages to go through in that dream. Um, but yeah, I will, I will, you know, once that is realised, I will, I, I may, I may let you know what that is. Um, but it's my own intrinsic thing that I want to do. And it, it also falls into that realms of, of giving service to others as well. So if that comes true, I may share it with you. I might just keep it to myself because... You know, going back to the, the first point today, I've got nothing to prove to anybody. Um, and the only person that, that I want to prove anything to is, is, is myself. Um, yeah, so look, this is a dream I've had probably since since well, since before I joined the armed forces. It was the thing I was going to do um, instead of joining the armed forces. But they, <clears throat> at the time, weren't, um, weren't recruiting. Um, they are now, so watch this space and um, I will probably tell you when I've achieved it um, but um, yeah I might not tell you what it is because it doesn't really matter to you guys <laughs> uh, and again you know and the last point again was you know and it, it came up it was just a, a very very sort of intrusive and um, and prominent thought this week was just letting go of the the old days uh, because sat there last week you know what what should have been i think a, a happy occasion being sat around with those guys that, that i haven't seen in years it was great to meet them it was great to shake the hand it was great to see the face again and um, but it was, it was quite depressing to see these fit young guys um now who still could be fit and slightly older but just looking old and tired and probably will never do anything about it i posted a picture yesterday um, of me, um, which uh, another one of my um, old military colleagues had actually taken, um, of me finishing this stuff at 10k. 
yesterday, and and this guy is somebody who looks towards the future. He, he he's you don't often see him at these these events, um, maybe for the same reason as me. I don't know, um, but you don't often see him there. But you know, when I see his photos and and things on Facebook, and we've we've not seen each other in a long while, but he, you know, he's out physically actively doing things. Um, and he posted a picture of me on Facebook, sort of sprinting towards the finish line of the Stafford Ken 10k with my uh, Bergen on my back and my boots on, um, and a great picture. So I posted it on Facebook, and one of my other friends um, commented on it, uh, and it was something I hadn't seen. But as I'm sprinting, and you can see me in full out sprints uh, going to the finish line, um, just desperate to finish yesterday. And in the background is uh, another guy at the fence watching me sprint towards the line <clears throat> and he's clearly an unhealthy guy he's got the, the the stereotypical 50 year old sort of pop belly and he's looking over the fence and, and somebody commented underneath the two guys in these photo are probably about the same age but clearly with a completely different mindset and that's what it all comes down to it comes down to that mindset and although I said you know my first point was you've got nothing to prove what you have got to do is you've got to be that beacon and you've got to be that lighthouse and that I believe that's the only way that you're probably going to encourage other people to have that healthy lifestyle is that you see this 50 year old guy who can do that um, and that's not just for complete strangers as well that's for you guys out there who've got kids who've got families as well because your kids are looking up to you and if you're that guy with the beer belly looking over the fence then that is something that your kids may see as their future as well. And uh, what you you know what do you want for their future? What do you want for your kids' future? Do you want them to be the, the the guy with the pot belly looking over the fence, or do you want them to be one of the people who's who's sprinting towards the finish line? Good way to end, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I'm off on holiday. Um, for the next week or so. When I speak to you next week, um, I will have hopefully completed the Paris Ten. Um, it's one of those races really that, that I do um, whenever I can and again one of the big reasons I do that the race the Paris 10 is to to meet up with a gang of like-minded blokes who are all sort of in middle age a few young guys but generally sort of middle age um, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to challenge themselves so yeah um Thanks so much for the response to last week's podcast. I got a, f- a few messages through and looking at the listening figures, some of you out there are actually listening, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll continue to do this. Uh, like I said, I've got a couple of people uh, as guests who want to line up and get on and speak to on this podcast and probably not the next podcast, but the one afterwards, I, I will try and get someone on. Um, and uh, yeah, we can uh, we can go through this 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 middle-aged process together uh, and hopefully be better every single day thank you very much for listening today um thank you for giving up half an hour of your life to listen to me uh, ramble on and listen to my diary entries for the week I'll, it's really 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 helps me keeping these diary entries and it really really helps me to sort of verbalize this every every sort of week as well uh, and i hope you enjoy it and if you've got any suggestions for the podcast please get in touch but for now see you next week Oh, 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 oh,